You're live, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Momentum Podcast, where I, your host, Chris Holloway, uh, get an opportunity to talk about everything more expo, fill you guys in on what's new, what's unusual, anything that's exciting that's happening with the uh, with the event. We also always will bring you some some great guests to speak. Uh, this week we have Keegan from CBI Off-Road Fabrication all the way out in Idaho. Justin uh, just popped in. We have Justin. Oh, is he is he watching in? Yeah, he well, he's in the he's backstage. Oh, all right. Good. And Justin too then. So we've got a uh, we've got a great lineup. Uh, good friends. You guys surely know them. You can't miss them when you're at More Expo. You you walk right in the the front door and they occupy about about 3,000 square feet of the center lobby there. So uh, last year they had they had an incredible display, truck up on a, a lift, um, tons of product. They do tons of giveaways in their booths. So that's that's always a great time. I'm excited to bring them in. Lee, uh, how have you been, buddy? I've been, I've been doing good. I had a great weekend camping out at the Polar Bear uh, Camping Club uh, event. This was event number two, hosted by Overland Addict. The event first one was uh, Oki Overland here in Oklahoma. So we've knocked out Oklahoma. We've knocked out Missouri. And next two weeks from now, we do Arkansas. It'll be the third one. So how nice is that going to be? That's great. And then on to Kansas at Big yep. Brutus. Yep, yep. Looks like Keegan's in the back, uh, in the stage now, backstage. So they're all here. Oh, good, good. Well, yeah, good. No, I've, I've done great. It was a, it was a great camp out. Lots of people, great desserts. Had some desserts I'd never heard of, that were really, really good. And yeah. uh, so had a good time, man. Was the, uh, was the famous peach cobbler there? Uh, there was some peach cobbler. There was. Uh, Cheesecake. There's a thing called a brookie, which is a combination of a brownie and a cookie in Dutch oven. Um, there was an upside down pineapple cake and several other ones in there. And um, yeah, they were good. They were all really good. I have got to give credit to the people that take the time to actually create these yeah. birds while they're out camping. I, I can never stop fiddling with gear moving <laughs> stuff around or i know reaching the cooler i don't know i'm just uh, i i guess i don't have the attention span to sit down and focus and, and do anything <laughs> like that that's why i if, know it man if i can cook it with a spatula and just stand near it that's that's my wheelhouse there you go yeah hamburger helper i'm your guy <laughs> ramen baby <laughs> so the, or, the polar uh, polar bear camp out. Talk about that a little bit. Kind of what, what, what started all that? I know that, um, you know, I probably am not the best to tell the story, but it's my understanding that, uh, Rhino was on his way back from SEMA, had this idea. He wanted to start bringing people together and camp and utilize their gear in the part of the year where a lot of people tend to not, you know, go out and camp. Um, and, uh, so he put this thing together and it was just, a, it's, it's been a huge hit and, uh, you know, you get a patch at each one, um, that you attend. And then, you know, when you get to more, you're going to do the, uh, what, 
the plaque, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's right. You get, you get a, th those are really cool too. Jared Cook with Shop Overland made them yep. or had, had them made, but you, you get the, it was the Oklahoma one first, right? And then now we've got the, the Missouri. And they nestle together. They nestle together. So you'll have all four states that kind of go together. And then at more expo, if you, if you got all four patches and then you camp at more expo, um, not only you get a discount on the camping and then you also get a wooden plaque that, yeah, that they all fit in perfectly, which is super cool. But, I think that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's so a great it, memorial. It's too. just been a great, uh, a great time for everybody to get together and have some, you know, share some food, share a little campfires and some stories and hang out and check out each other's rigs and, you know, wish that uh, you had more CBI stuff on your truck and that kind of stuff. I never had that issue. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. Just teasing. That must be, I say that because the, our, our buddies are in the background there and uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So no, um, fun times, man. Yeah, CBI is, um, they are our center lobby host. Yep. Uh, we we strategically place them there because they are the friendliest group of Ida Idahoans. Idahoans? Well, potatoes. <laughs> we'll have to ask them when they get on. But yeah. they, they come in, they just, the, the display looks so professional every time. Um and it's it's a great thing to see when you first get into the event. Uh, I get to walk through their booth about 900 times on my way back and forth. And they're and always doing something. They're always doing something. They're always smiling. They're very engaged. It's just it's wonderful to have them. Um, Especially so, Rooster. Rooster. Yeah. Let's see old Rooster. Why don't you bring these guys in here? You you want to see Rooster? Here, let's bring Justin in first. We'll bring him in. Hang on, let me switch screens out here real fast. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here <laughs> we go. Yeah, there's, get there's Rooster. Wait, what, what happened? Yeah. What happened to the mustache? It's there. You just gotta look for it. It's there. <laughs> One of these days, Keegan's gonna hit puberty and start growing some facial hair. Yeah, <laughs> right, Justin, buddy. Maybe. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome. Welcome to Momentum Podcast. This has been a lot of fun to do so far, and uh, I'm excited to have you guys on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Having us. Yeah. Good to see everybody's faces. Uh, I know you guys have been super busy. How was uh, how was SEMA and, and all that chaos out there? Gets busy. I know, you know, the SEMA, that part's busy for me, but leading up to it, that part's always busy for Justin. That's the part where you don't even... Don't even go back to the bay that Justin's working in. You just stay away and let him do his thing, you know. But busy, busy, but really good. You know, we were we were lucky enough to be be a big part of the Lexus booth, Toyota booth. Um, see a lot of great people have have some pretty important meetings for our brand there, and SEMA was great. It was good to us. That's cool. Good. I. I'd love to introduce everybody uh, to you guys, uh, kind of get a feel for who you are, what you do, how you got into the CBI family. Um, Justin, uh, since you're the farthest to the left, I've got to start with you, and and you're the most mysterious. So. Yeah, and and handsome. Don't forget that. 
and handsome. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna say it. We were gonna wait for the comments to come in, but it goes uh, with man. <laughs> no, give us a little of your backstory. You know, I, I know you spent a lot of time in the shop, but you know, where where'd you cut your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been at CBI. This is going to be my fourth year in, um, and I've kind of grown up in the off-road industry, um, and just always, always had a passion for the outdoors and everything we do on the trail and the rigs and the building. Um, it's just a blast. And I, I drove by CBI and thought, Hey, that might be a cool place to check out. And I applied totally bombed my interview in my opinion really how, how i got the job blows my mind um but i think nathan gave me the same question like four times to like try to get me to answer it correctly and i just kept screwing it up it was great the question? <laughs> um yeah it was it was basically like what sort of and it's it's such a dumb question too but like you're nervous in an interview like this is a great company you want the job you know um but yeah, it was basically just the gist of like what sort of, you know, off-road um, aftermarket parts have you installed? And like, I didn't even know where to start because it's just like, hey, give me some stuff and like, I'll figure it out, you know. But like, how do you instill some confidence in a supervisor, you know, with that answer? So it's like, yeah, I just, I hit a wall. I like, I just kind of skirted it and like, it was silly. Um, but yeah, I got the job and, um, originally it was kind of just install and, uh, I've just kind of taken on a lot of other roles throughout the process, you know, doing a lot of R and D, um, kind of helping the engineering team out with test fits and sorry, I just went dark on you. Um, doing a lot of test fits and there we go. Um, kind of stuff like that. And it's. It also um, stemmed into where I met you, Chris, at uh, driving the truck to all the shows and helping with event booth setup and stuff like that. So, to uh, a really broad position that I have, and it's it's a blast. I could never just work in the same spot, you know, doing one thing just over and over. So. You know, we're constantly doing new stuff. Um, our product list has just grown exponentially. Um, this year has just been already, I mean, 2024, we're off to a, a killer start. We have, you know, the Pro Racks. Um, a lot of you probably seen coming out. Those are awesome. And the, what I've been doing today, the new Tacoma's here. So that's a huge thing. But, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my role with CBI. And how it's came to light. See you on a lot of the install videos. So you get to, uh, you get to be an educator, a test fitter. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I can't believe is in, in any of those, uh, in any of those install videos, I've, I never see you throw any tools. I never, <laughs> is, why are you always so clean? That's good is, editing. Even real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a testament to Michael's editing skills as a videographer. Yeah, right. I can imagine. So Keegan, uh, we met, I think, um, a year, two years ago, maybe. How long have you been with CBI? Yeah, coming up, um, just hit four years. Wow, just hit four years. So um, I was, I got brought on just to to run 
our digital ads and then manage our ambassador team is kind of how, how I got brought on. I was trying to get CBI's business for the marketing company I worked for. And Nate pretty much said, Hey, instead of us paying that company, why don't you just come work for us? And I said, sounds good to me. It's way, it's way more fun doing that than, than what I'm doing. So that's how I got started. And I got like two weeks after I started, they threw me on a plane to come out to more. And I don't know if you remember our first time there. Um, I was there, I was kind of, you know, I didn't know the product. So I just kind of hung out on the side and watched. And it was during that crazy snowstorm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is 2021 when it was like super last minute. Yeah. Uh, but, and we didn't even have a booth. We just made a hole for you guys. And yep. Yep. Okay. And I got, we got stranded. Our flight out of Springfield got canceled. We got rescheduled to fly out of St. Louis. So we were going to drive up partway there that got canceled. So we switched and we actually drove, rented a car, drove through the snowstorm all the way to Kansas city and hopped on a plane and got home. It was, we joke about that. We, uh, what's the, there's a famous steak restaurant there in, in Springfield. Um, it's a fancy, fancy one. Yes, flame where they sear it at like thousand degrees or something yeah. crazy. So it's Valentine's weekend. Yep. Me, me and one guy, we got stuck there. Valentine's weekend, it was just us two. We can't find a restaurant to go eat at. <laughs> we call Flame and they're like, "Yeah, if you wanna wanna come out, you can come out and uh, we have the red room. If you wanna eat in the red room." And I'm like, "I don't know what the red room is. Sure, why not? Let's go eat." Of course, I want that. <laughs> we go downstairs and it's like dark red lights everywhere. And there's couples making out in the corner and holding hands and cuddling over here. And that's me and one of one of the guys I work with just sitting there eating a steak and everyone else is cuddled <laughs> up. So we joke about our Valentine's date in uh, Springfield, Missouri. How romantic. Oh, yeah. It was a good time. That's great. Well, the steak's always good there. You, you can't go wrong. Last time I was there, I got a it was like a 14 ounce bone in filet. Yeah. Eat. It was good. It was I'll, good. I'll eat that in a candlelight dinner with Sasquatch if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> what better than, I heard you say something about hamburger helper earlier. What better than that? Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good romance dinner too. That's probably what we're going to be doing this uh, Valentine's day. If, if you haven't noticed, I, I'm a little swollen. I just had two wisdom teeth pulled out. Uh, Friday afternoon, so I'm I'm on a broth diet. I haven't had solid food for three days. Dang it. <laughs> um, so now, so you started out doing digital marketing, mm -hmm. and then they put your ass on a plane, and then you liked going to shows because I've seen you at everyone I've been to, uh, and you're you've got a very charismatic approach to it. You're not shy about getting up on a roof rack and, and getting the crowds over to you or anything like that. So, so what, what's kind of a day in the role? What's your, what's your title at CBI and what's, what's the role behind it? Yeah. So I'm currently the sales and marketing director. So it went, it went, I was just doing that. And then a couple more things got tossed my way. The sales director role opened up. And, and I, I was lucky enough to get that role. And then a couple months later, the marketing role opened up and kind of absorbed it into one, combined some teams. And so day in the life, you know, it, it's, it's changes every day. I get to work 
pretty closely with our sales team that works with all of our different dealers across across the country. Um, and then I get to work directly with our marketing team. So that, you know, we have, have a, we try to bring everything in house. You know, we do our content creators do a really good job of creating our own content. And, uh, so I just, I help with them. I, what do they say? You know, I'm not a master of any trade, but I know, I know just enough about everything to get me in trouble. So that's yeah. what I do. I get in trouble. The jack of all trades, master of none. Yes, that's, that's, it. that's it. That's perfect. You know, the, there are, there are titles here. You can put that in when you, when you first log in. So everybody knows. See, I, mine says founder and CEO. I thought that sounded important. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's very important. Yeah. <laughs> but also could fall under the same category of uh, jackass of all trades. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, your word, not ours. <laughs> so there's, a, there's some new stuff on the horizon with CBI. I am expecting nothing short of um, awe when you guys come in and, and really essentially debut some stuff. There's, there's not much other for uh, too many other shows going on in between now and April. Um, there's... Rumor has it there's some Nissan stuff happening and maybe some new uh, Toyota Tacoma stuff. Which which one do you want to talk about first? We can go. Uh, we can go Tacoma. That's kind of the the new exciting thing right now. You read my mind. I, I've got to know more. How is it? What do you think? Is it roomier? Has it got any power when you step on the gas? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't got to drive. Actually, I did drive it. I backed it out of the of the bay today. Uh, Hal, so Nate, the owner, his his dad, when they, you know, kind of crazy story. We had a couple Tacomas lined up to purchase. Um, they had been built. They've been built for a month now, and it's like Toyota's holding some back, so they haven't shipped. And we realized, hey, we got to get a Tacoma in now. So we, the last week, we just spent a bunch of time trying to find one and got lucky and found one in Las Vegas. So Hal and Nate went to Las Vegas last week, picked it up. Today was the first day we got to see it. So, but Hal says that he gets to drive. Hal drives the. There's a brand new Colorado ZR2 that he drives. Um, drives. See you, JP. Yep. Thanks for jumping in, Justin. Yeah, I apologize, guys. I didn't want to interrupt. That's all right. We'll see you more in April. Okay. See you guys. Appreciate the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. So how gets to drive, he gets to drive the Nissan, he gets to drive Colorado ZR2, um, and then he got to drive this brand new Tacoma. And he said of, of the three, this one this one has a little more pep when you step on the gas. And he said, uh, um, nice title action, huh? He said uh, the the Colorado, you can feel that, that turbo lag still, right? You step on it lags yeah. a bit and then he hits he says with this Tacoma he, he didn't feel it he was pretty impressed with it driving it back so hopefully you know that's with stock tires and, and pretty lightweight hopefully when we add some stuff to it 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 stays peppy you know yeah yeah so what have, what have you got in the works for it um you know are you guys ready to go as as soon as people start buying these at the dealership can they jump on and, and start ordering parts are you guys that ready yeah so um, last month we released the printer roof rack, the pro roof rack, uh, CBI bed bars, CBI skid plates and sliders. So those are all released test fit. They're ready to go. Um, we actually, it's kind of crazy. We've actually sold some Prince racks already 
for it. I don't think they've received their trucks, but they know they're getting a Prince So they've already, already purchased some of that. And then today, um, today, Justin started cutting into, into the front of it for some front bumper testing. So we're hoping we're getting things ready to try to launch a front bumper by the end of this week. Um, wow. And, and hopefully, you know, this week, early next week, we're trying to launch a front and we're all hands on deck on a rear bumper and, and the goodies, all the goodies. Are we looking at, um, you know, modus operandi? Are we looking at having a covert and a, a full brush guard option? Yep. Yep. Both. So covert is the one going on this week and then full, full front bumper will be, be right behind it. That's perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. And then what, um, what have you guys got in store for the, the new Nissan? So we do, we love that Nissan. I know I haven't seen Lee's face for a second, but we actually do really like that Nissan. Um, so we have, have a covert for that already. The rear bumper is so dang close to being released. It's been on that truck for months and they can't, we can't quite figure out the rear sensors on it. But that one is once we get those rear sensors dialed in, then it'll release. Um, same with sliders. Those are this close. So I'm hoping definitely before more, and I'm sure the Nissan Frontier will be be at more with us, kind of showcasing all of those products. So what you're saying is it's not just as easy as getting the truck and then hitting a button and you have a part and there it's off to the races. What when when a new vehicle comes out, like I remember when when the Tundra came out, you guys were scanning and, and prototyping and test fitting and working with engineers and trying to figure this stuff out. But what's kind of, you know, what's the process when when there's a new vehicle coming out? Do you guys get a sneak peek at it? Do you get early scans? How do you how do you have parts for a truck already when you just picked up the part truck yesterday? Yeah, great question. Um We've been super, super fortunate over the last year and a half, two years to um, kind of get a gain a good relationship with Toyota directly. If you remember last year at SEMA, we were part of the, the show Trail Hunter for yep. the Tundra. Um, we got early access to the Tundra and we were, we were able to scan it. Same thing happened with the Tacoma. Um, so actually like the Prince Iraq, we test fit that months ago um and kind of get get early access to be able to scan it and get going and, and pretty much how it works so like take the nissan for example we didn't have access to it we get we get it in and we go right to scanning so we have have we put it up on a lift we scan underneath up front i mean we just do as much get as much detail as we can and then it's right to designing um in the past we used to make uh, used to design bumpers out of cardboard, so we'd have really? our, our designer cut out pieces of cardboard, put it here, tape it, next piece, you know, kind of work that way. And um, but we moved to hundred percent, hundred percent from a scanner um, and design everything on the computer. And then we do we do a, a pretty good sized test run where we we have welders, three different welders, build a bumper for us with with our, you know, with the kit that we supply them to make sure that they're all welded the exact same. They all fit how they're supposed to. So our process is dialed in. Okay. So that's um, the test. To yeah, that's, yeah. Yep. That's the test. And we do it in a batch of three to make sure that we're dialed. Right. And then from there, 
then we uh, the tough part is is once engineering's done, then you got to take some time to get marketing on the same page, right? You got to go out and get content. You have to write new product descriptions. You have to get the website ready. There's a lot of work that goes behind it, and it's always once once the product's done, ready for release, and engineering or marketing gets it, it's a let's go as fast as we can and try to get you know everything ready as quickly as we can. Um, always a race, right? You see it now with the Tacoma, you know, we have, that. that's the awesome part about this industry is we have a ton of great competitors Yeah, and they, they push us to be better. Right. And, and we have some competitors too, that are, that are, you know, already have a Tacoma in their hands and they're, they're going. So it's, it's really like, all right, let's, let's get our ducks in a row, make sure we can get product out that, that looks good. That's up to our standards, but that is out quickly so we can kind of be the first to the market. So CBI hasn't always been strictly off-road vehicles, right? Uh, what's what's the history there with Hal and the um, the Fab Shop? What what were they making before, and where where yeah. where did they land into this uh, wonderful industry? Yeah. So Nate, the owner, he studied his his college degree was in. Um, what was it? It was in construction management. He wanted to build houses is what he wanted to do. And 2000, you know, six or eight during, during the recession that we had there, not a lot of people were building houses. So he would, Hal was part owner in a, a power sports company here in Idaho Falls. So they would take the Rhino, which was the first side-by-side that was built, the Yamaha Rhino. Yeah. They'd take that over to, um, the person who founded CBI and would take it to him. It was a one man weld shop and he would, he would build sliders and little bumpers, push brush, brush guards, you know, just some basic stuff for these rhinos and Hal and Nate would buy wheels and tires and kind of soup up a, a rhino and then sell it, would flip it. And so that's, that's kind of how CBI started was, was doing some of those small little projects like that. And then at the same time, the guy who was building that for Hal and Nate, he was building, you know, bumpers for Jeeps back in the day. So he would, um, you know, a one man show, he would build a couple bumpers a year, two or three oh, bumpers a yeah. year, you know, just really small. And, um, it finally got to a point that Hal and, and this guy were talking and he said, buy me out. And we actually, that guy stayed on. He still works for us. That was that was over ten years ago. He still works. He's still one of our R and D welders. No way. And that's how it started. Super small. It stayed with Jeeps for a while, and and actually they they built products for Jeeps up until about five six years ago, and then you know really realized okay, Toyota market is is our market. Yep. And we've we've just slowly discontinued all the Jeep parts we make a bed rack and some, some sliders for a Jeep gladiator. And that's about it. So CBI stands for, what do you think? I don't know. I was just going through my head. I was thinking, uh, custom builders incorporated. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. what is it? Can't, can't break it. Can't break it. Can't break it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be that? Why wouldn't it be? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. Can't break it. Break an oak tree before I break a bumper. <laughs> yeah. I've seen I've seen pictures of a lot of damaged cars that 
our bumpers hit. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I usually don't fret about, uh, you know, I, I live on a, a road that's often frequented by deer late night, you know, they go out and party and they're drinking or whatever they're doing and staying out late, not paying attention. They just walk right into the road in front of you. Uh, but you know, it's, it's not as concerning when you've got that big, uh, you know, cattle guard on the front of that baby. Yeah. 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 Um, so you mentioned some power sports stuff and I, if I think I remember correctly, did I see that you guys were, were working on developing or had already developed some roof racks or something uh, for the UTV industry? Yeah, we do. Um, we have, have a small lineup of UTV racks right now that we, we sell. And that's a market that Nate describes it. And, and I agree with him. The, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, the overland market, there was not a lot of roof racks. You know, people, people didn't like that idea of, Oh, let's put weight on top of my, my vehicle. It um, wasn't a big thing. And now, Every, every overland rig has a roof rack pretty much, right? Yeah. And, and it's kind of, we think it's the same in, in the power sports and, and UTV world is, you know, in the past it hasn't happened. Now you're seeing manufacturers start to, to make deals and put racks on their vehicle. And we're seeing that market kind of mature and we figured we'd, we'd jump in and, and see, see what, you know, what we can do there. We just attended, um, a series we did uh i think it was four indoor motocross races here in the midwest nice. and oh yeah it's so much fun the our booth we were we're representing power sports expo which is the new expansion of more and um every booth we're either trackside so you can just turn around and watch the race and you really had to kind of keep an eye out because you never know if a bike's going to come flying at you uh but our back was right to the track uh for three of them. And then one of them, we were down in the pits. It was awesome. That's but cool. the, the last race that we did, we had the local uh, Can-Am dealership, Pitbull Power Sports, build us out a, a Defender. And then our, our friends that inspired Overland sent us a, a rooftop tent to put on it to display. They're, so that the Can-Am rack, I think capacity is like 79 pounds. And that inspired Overland rooftop tent weighs 79 pounds. And it was like, this, this couldn't be a better fit. So um, there were probably two or 3000 people at that event. Uh, I don't think anybody didn't stop to check it out. It was like, what you can do this. Like this, this answers all my questions. <laughs> like, or every reason I didn't want to buy a side by side, it makes sense. Like, yep. Yeah, so very cool. Uh, it's, we saw that we saw that at some shows this year too, where we had the chance to bring a side by side and, and put a rooftop tent on, and you know we'd have a new Tundra fully built out. They didn't want to look at that; they wanted to go look at the side by side with a rooftop tent on it. It's new. It's exciting. It's it's just it's another toy, another feather in the cap. You know, he exactly. he who has the most toys <laughs> when has they die, I guess. Win, yeah, is the winner. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's super cool. So the, the, this, the products and, and parts that you guys fabricate there, this is, uh, you guys are Idaho falls, correct? Yep. Southeast Idaho. Yep. Okay. So then we're talking a hundred percent made in the United States. hundred percent. Yep. 
Oh, how many employees do you have at the at the facility? Yeah, just just right at a hundred. Whoa, that's not small. No, there's there's people people in the fab shop that I go out, you know, when I'm walking back there looking for somebody that that I don't recognize, you know, couldn't tell you their name. Which is kind of, and it, it's funny, you know, the people, and I'm sure the people listening here, you know, understand that CBI has been in the overland industry and, and Prince do the same, you know, it's a, it's a name that's recognized. When I tell people here in Southeast Idaho, oh, I work for, work for CBI. They're like, okay, what's that? You know, and I tell them we build bumpers for Tacomas. They're like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. That is funny. Uh, do you guys just have the one location or isn't there something more Western? Yeah. So we, we have a storefront in, uh, in California, um, Riverside. We partnered with peak suspension and, uh, um, we have a storefront down there and, and, you know, it's used, you know, customers can come in anytime and buy product. We carry a bunch of stuff in stock, but we also use it to service dealers down there in California, kind of use it as a shipping hub and, it's turned out, turned out really great. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then you guys also have, there are many hats worn uh, because you guys also play with bikes. Yeah. I walk through a bike shop every day on my way to the office. Do you? It's not good. I've, I've, I've already spent too much money on a bike that I never ride. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah, we don't, um, like from the teams that I, I'm on, my sales and marketing team, um, a handful of my marketers, like my website team and, and content creators have to do a little bit with bikes. Mm-hmm. For the most part, that's managed kind of separate. Um, so, you know, I couldn't I couldn't sell you a bike, Chris, if I had to. Yeah. Is that that's more of a local bike shop? Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. We do sell stuff online. So like if anyone listening ever needs a bike, we do sell online and um we can, we can service you that way, but yeah, mostly local walk-in traffic. That Idaho Falls is a, a big bike town, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ton of, you know, we're about an hour from the Tetons from Jackson Hole and any, you head that direction, there's bike trails, more bike trails than I could ride in my life that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just cool that you guys are in in that as well. I'm sure that was a passion project that got kicked off and some, somebody loves bikes and. Yep. Hal, Hal loves it. We go, we went to uh, St. George. We had a show with, um, with Lexus a handful of months back. So we drive down to Las Vegas is in Vegas and we stayed in St. George. Hal made us take our bikes and, and, you know, bike a little bit while we were there. So it's, and, and really the reason they got into it, Hal's always been around bikes. So it, it was an easy decision, but the idea was, Hey, we're selling stuff to overlanders. One of their biggest hobbies is, is riding a bike and putting it on a rack. So, you know, we already, we already are working with one audience. Let's, let's see if we can help them, help them get something else. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Uh, the, the overlanding umbrella is just, so massive i think it's what a 56 billion dollar industry yeah and that's not all rooftop tents and bumpers you know that's that's your bikes and inflatable kayaks and stand-up paddle boards and and you name it that's exactly right exactly right yeah so um 
So you guys are coming out to to More Expo April 19th and 20th. Uh, let's see. We've got you in the center hall. Um, any any plans for the booth? Anything exciting that you're? Yeah, we've just in the background. We've just started to uh, started to piece together plans for this year. Um, I know the Tacoma will be there, so hopefully that's a big draw. Um, shoot, what else? Some peak suspension products will be there that that are pretty awesome. We're we're super excited about our partnership with them and in the suspension components that they're building. And so we'll have have some displays there. I'm not sure if we'll do a lift this year. The lift was awesome. Yeah. But it kind of you tell me, Chris, it kind of messed with the flow a little bit and and kind of put a wall right there where people were walking through, or what do you think? Well, yeah, it's a 6,000-pound chunk of steel <laughs> just sitting there. I mean, it was totally awesome, uh, but it's it's definitely large for the space. Um, take it I'd take it or leave. The, the problem with it is you really don't want that many people walking under it. Yeah. Uh, you know, not everybody's short like I am, and it's just – it's a maybe a headache waiting to happen. So I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was super rad. I'm sure we can find a way to make it work if we want to. But uh, you know, for whatever you guys are showing, then there's always a way. Sure. We just we could tip a truck up on its side to get that full. You know, just we'll put some moving blankets down on the ground. <laughs> uh, so there, there's some some exciting stuff for uh, for kind of your zone and your area that that we haven't even got a chance to talk about, but I don't see a, a reason why not to just call this our meeting right now, and I'll get you caught up to speed. Um, so the, uh, the that's funny. Um, so we have moved all of the classroom area into that back center hall where Adventure Motors was set up. Really? Yep. So Switchback Outdoor Safety's booth will kind of be right there in the corridor behind those two double doors. And then behind him, we've got four classrooms that are cordoned off with, with the big, huge, you know, industrial closing walls. Um, so at any given time, there will be four classes going on back there directly behind you guys. Um then at night, when the last class is over, we will take all those walls, push them back in. All the tables are already going to be set perfectly. We've got the stage right there, and that's where we're having the after parties. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so when you uh, – for those of you listening and uh, attending the VIP after parties, when you come in for the VIP after party, you'll essentially walk right through the CBI booth. Um and head in. So I'm sure they'll be there to greet you and, and, and throw candy at you or whatever it is, you know, like a parade, <laughs> but you guys will be right there jamming it. It'll be a good time. So, uh, so that's going to be a blast. We we're doing a decades theme this year. So Friday night, we've got a killer eighties covers band. Um, they're huge in the Midwest. They played for us at the big iron overland rally and absolutely brought the house down. So we're bringing them back uh, Friday that's, night. 80s music, that's a little too too new for Lee, right? He like 40s music? 
isn't that about his yeah like bebop mbop and yeah. no not mbop uh, but let's see i don't know uh, the barbershop quartet yeah barbershop quartet yeah yeah i think that's yeah. kind of easy. he probably was in one at one time he looks like he could <laughs> easier <laughs> All right, Lee, sing us a little, a little yeah, bit. Here. Here, Lee. Come on, you better get off mute, man. Jeez. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. So Lee's Barbershop Quartet is going to open for members only. Nice. Uh, and then Saturday night we've got like a '90s and 2000s party cover band that comes in, and it's another band that that we had at Big Iron. We just they they were so well received at, at that rally it's like you know what let's let's book these guys again so um so that that'll be a blast can i just tell you how much i it your show is so great be, not this isn't the only reason there's a hundred reasons but the fact that you have it for two days it just makes it just makes it a lot better you know yeah you don't drag it on. It doesn't feel like, you know, people there on Sunday just moping around because they have to be there. You know, it's, it really is. You just have way better conversations from the beginning to the end. And, you know, that's, I just appreciate that, man. That's, that's an awesome, awesome decision that you guys made to do it for two days. Oh, thank you for, for noticing that. Um, you know, it was the 2021 show. Uh, let's see. Did we do it in 22? I think it was right after the 20, shoot, uh, eighth, ninth. Yeah, I think it was right after the 21, because the 21 was three days, if I remember right. Yeah, and man, I'll tell you what, there's like, just being completely honest as a, an event promoter, there is nothing I can do to to really retain the attention and retain the people. Uh, I, I, myself included, am checked out on Sunday, yeah. uh, and any of these other events I go to, I get all my work done on, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'm out of there. Uh, Sundays are just tough. And you guys, poor Justin has to drive 18,000 miles in that, in that truck uh, with, with a lot of weight in it. Yep. And, you know, it's like, let's all, let's all just, just get a travel day to get home. You know, we, we work hard. We, we play hard all weekend by, by Sunday morning. I, I don't have a voice anyways, you know, we're, we're wrecked. Um, so actually the, the way that we came to that decision was um, we put it out to vote and really? yeah, we put it out to vote to, to all of our clients, all of the vendors. Um, and it was, it was almost unanimous. I think it of the, you know, say, say there were 110 vendors that we, we surveyed, you know, we probably got 50 responses back and almost every single one of the ones we got back was like, yeah, absolutely. We'd love a travel day. We appreciate it. It's, you know, it's nice staying there. We enjoy visiting and we're sorry if, you know, uh, certain attendees could only come on Sunday, but you know, you look at it like we, we've all got families to get home to, uh, you know, we've, We've all got follow-up work to do. It, the show doesn't stop when the show stops. It's it's another two, three weeks of work for all of us to follow up on leads and make sure you answer all the questions and yep. and everything like that. So, yeah, that was that was a big decision that um, I was a little bit nervous about, but it 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 really worked well. 
So I, I appreciate you noticing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it helps that it's the first show of the year for us, but more is more is I'm I'm happy to see, you know, when the calendar flips and I get to go to more expo that month. That's cool. It's a good one to get the year going for us. And honestly, it is you meet more genuine people in your show than all the other shows. You know, there's great people at West and, and all these other expos we go to, but at the more you have some of the best conversations of the year there. Just people, you know, serious about the product, serious about what they're doing, but are awesome, kind people. There's I, I love the the level of curiosity. Yep. You know, when people are walking around, it's it's not stuffy by any means. You know, if 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 you've never driven a four-wheel drive in your life and just thought, hey, this looked cool, I'm gonna go check it out, you're gonna have a good time. Yep. You'll you'll stop by talk to people like you and you're going to, you're going to get them excited. You know, it's like, Hey, this is cool. What do you do? You know what we, you like to hike, you like to bike, you know, here's, here's ways that this can fit in your, in your world. Um, It's, it's definitely got that, that Midwest nice, Mm -hmm. you know, I, it's funny. I've been watching Ted Lasso. I don't know if you've watched that. I, that is hilarious. You say that I just started about two weeks ago. And I'm almost done with the second season. Uh, I'm on like episode five of the first season, but I got sucked right in because, you know, he's a Kansas guy. And I'm like, this is, this is like Midwest nice though. It's, it's normal. It's not abstract. Like it, do you think, I don't even know the actor's name. Is he really from, like, he feels like he's really from the Midwest because he does that. He acts so well. And it's like, yeah, that's how, that's how those people are. Oh, let me pull it up. I have to pull it up. Uh, so I, uh, I'm dumb enough to I coach high school basketball with all my free time that I have. Yeah. So I watch him and he like says all this stuff and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna use that saying next time. I'm gonna do that. Do that this week in practice. You know, it's fun. It's I'm, cool. I'm feeling the vibe. Like I'm feeling the good, the good you know, motivational speeches and stuff yep. like that. Like it's, it's kind of pumped me up for the day. It's a, it's a feel good. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Um, he's from Fairfax, Virginia, but uh, that's where he's born. I don't know. People from Virginia are nice too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a great one. I, I'm, I'm definitely loving it. Yeah, so uh, back to back to the shop. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about manufacturing process mm-hmm. on some of this stuff. Um, you know, I I saw I uncreated a bumper, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's built, and the welds are beautiful, and the lights fit perfectly, and everything's powder coated. How does that work going through the shop? Is it, are they, they hand welded? Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything's hand welded. Our welders have to take a test to be hired. And uh, there's a lot of people that get turned away. Um, really? Yeah. They're kind of, kind of welding snobs back there. Um, well, good. You'll notice, you know, I'll brag about our welders because they do a great job. You'll notice if you go look at a handful of the bumpers, um, a lot of companies will kind of kind of buff out their weld, grind off their welds that they have to make it look smooth so you don't really see that there's a weld there on that seam. We take pride in our welds, so we leave them. 
right? right. We, we talk about, you know, laying dimes and we want people to see that quality weld that, that they get in their bumper. Um, yeah. So we don't, we don't grind off any welds and, and, and sand and, and buff it out that part, right? We, we, before we powder coat, we sandblast everything and, and try to get everything as smooth as you can. So it's a, a good quality bumper that way, but yeah, hand, hand built. So the, the process is uh, designed and then it's, it's flattened mm-hmm. and then cut out by laser jet or water jet. Yeah. Nitrogen is what we nitrogen. use right now to, to, is our laser. Yep. We have wow. two, two big lasers. Um, one has a, a tower that feeds so you can run the laser all night long. It can pull out parts and, and it can run lights off. Um, fat, flat piece of metal into pieces. Then it goes to the next bay. Um, we have big, big press brakes that press and, and, and bend metal where it needs to be bent. And then it, from there, it, it goes over into our welding bay. Um, and they use, they use kits and different, different jigs is what they're called, that they'll put these pieces of metal in a jig. So it lines them up perfect. So that way your bumper on your Tundra fits exactly right. And it doesn't vary welder to welder. So this piece is sitting this jig, they weld it up. You know, we have anywhere from shoot an hour to eight hours to weld up a bumper. Whoa depends on the bumper and, and what it looks like from there. It's right next to our powder coat. And so it goes from there into our powder coat, gets sandblasted and, and, and powder coat there and over to our shipping facility and, and wrapped up tight and shipped out. So powder coating is not easy. I'm sure that you guys probably have just as strict um, hiring guidelines when you're looking at at sprayers as you do welders, but I've seen complete hack jobs. I've seen Mm -hmm. wonderful. And then I've seen sprayers who have done a horrible job and then a great job and then a horrible and then two greats. And it's just, it's, it's hard to stay consistent. Yeah. And and not to mention, and this happened to us this last year, those that are listening. um, and, And if you pay any attention to forums, you probably heard about it. We had a bad batch of, of powder. They came through that we used nothing to do with our process or to do with, with, you know, which, which powder coater it was that night. We just, from the manufacturer that we purchased our powder from was a bad batch. We didn't know until those products got out into the market. And the minute that um, the winter season came and there started to be in being snow and more moisture and, and salt on the road, some of that powder started breaking down and, and you know what stinks is these guys that buy buy a nice product and that happens, you know, and, and you know, we try we've tried really hard to take care of those people, make sure that they either we ship them a brand new product or we set up powder coating in, in their area that they can go get it powder coated and, and we we take care of that for them. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of areas within the manufacturing process that can go wrong. And um that's why I'm really impressed with our team that they constantly put out good product after good product. And, and I yeah. work for work for a great boss that when something's wrong and it's our fault, we're going to, we're going to do our best to take care of people. Well, I, I can speak from experience and tell you, I was on that end. Um, <clears throat> the, the 
the bumper and the sliders that I had, uh, the, the coating was thin or, or whatever it may have been. Um, I snapped a couple pictures and got them off to you guys. And I, I thought you guys were going to move into my house with me. It was like, hold on, wait, no, we're going to call in every day. Like, have you got them off yet? Are they at the powder coaters yet? What step are they at at the powder? Call the powder coater and see where it's at. Yeah. But you guys, you guys handled all that stuff for me. Um, Adventure Motors helped, uh, helped me get in there, get everything off. We got it out to the powder coaters, uh, everything back on. Uh, it, it met your specifications when they did it. Um, so yeah, seamless. And you know, that's, that's the thing about, especially this industry, um, you know, you can always make the sale. Mm-hmm. It's the second sale and the third one and the, you know, the, the product for life really, uh, you yeah. know, can't break it. Let's, let's, let's put a bumper on a truck. So that way when the guy goes to sell this truck 10 years from now, that bumper's still going to be nice. Yep. You know, it's not going to be a, a, a tin can or rusted out or anything like that. So, you know, when, when you protect your customers like that, that's, that's huge. You know, that's, that's why we're always so proud to partner with you guys. Cause we, we do the same. It's really the only way it's going to make sense. Right. Yep. This, the, the industry is huge, but it's not, not that big. And it's always a good feeling when you can, you can hear a story like that from somebody or, or you're at more. And instead of somebody coming barging into your booth and, and getting after you because something's wrong. It's always better to say, Hey, thank you guys for taking care of us. It means a lot. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It was. Yeah. And I didn't even know, you know, if that was abnormal or what it seemed abnormal, but it was like, Nope, this is not good, Chris. Yeah. We, had, we need to have right. this next immediately. <laughs> yeah. It was about a month long stretch of powder. We determined and we didn't, you didn't know until about three months later is when it, it started showing up. And at that point we were scratching our heads going, what in the world? And then we, you know, started taking dates and comparing and realized, okay, we got a new batch of powder here. It ended up here. Nothing was happening before. Nothing was happening after, you know, it's funny, funny how that works. Sometimes life, life throws curveballs, and you just gotta, gotta take it sometimes. I know completely. Um, well, I, I'm super excited to have you guys in at the expo. Um, for those of you guys listening, uh, do make it a point to stop in. Uh, Keegan's always up on top of some truck throwing shirts and and getting people excited. It's it's kind of a, a party within the party in that booth. And, and I, I love the location where you guys are set up. It just it fits so perfect. You, you can't walk into the expo without walking through the booth. So <laughs> you're kind of like the, the welcome center. It's a, it's a great spot. It's seriously, it's an awesome spot. Uh, Lee, while, while you're back there uh, pushing buttons, if you're still there, uh, do we have any questions that, that we should address? Oh, there we go. Any dates for the 80 series upgraded rack? I'm holding off until it's released. Um, I do know on our team of engineers, we have uh, one engineer that's dedicated to retrofitting all of, of our previous racks with 80 series um, to the pro rack. 
We did, though, on that 80 series um, about two months ago, upgraded the the mounting on it. So our current Prinsu rack has the new mounting for the 80 series, as well as the new Prinsu Pro crossbars, which is a engineered in-house crossbar that's 44% stronger than the previous 8020 and the 8020 you see on, on the market these days. Um, and then it does come with stainless steel black coated hardware now as well. So it does, it did get, get that upgrade. Um, shoot. I think that that upgrade actually went live last week or the week before. So, so as far as the new pro rack, that'll be coming hopefully in the next couple months, but the 80 series did get a significant lift um, as of, as of late. Nice. Yeah. Lee, are we, are we playing surprise? Okay. He, he just sent a message. That's it. <laughs> um, guys, if, if anybody else has any questions uh, or you just want to chat, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy to get you guys connected with my friends at CBI. We've, we've made a lot of them over the years. Um, Keegan, thank you so much for coming on. You bet. Give Justin a hard time every day for me. Nonstop. As much as you possibly can. Grease under the door handles, you yeah. know. He uh you'll have to ask him about this the next time at more. So he gets so focused in on on putting something together on a truck that I can open up the door and if he doesn't turn his head, I can sneak up to him and scare the crap out of him. So you have to <laughs> ask him about it about it the next time. I give him a hard time. Does he have his tongue out? Yeah. yeah. That's when you know he's like, really paying attention just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't want to mess up his work though. He's yeah. he's a he's a Picasso back there. Maybe not a Picasso. That's probably a bad uh that's probably yeah. a bad way to put it, but Michelangelo maybe. There you go. There you yeah. Go. Well, thanks for jumping in. Um I will let you get back to your family uh and I'm going to do the same. For those of you listening, uh please give give CBI an opportunity when you're when you're considering um protection for your equipment. Uh, I, I fully protect my vehicle with CBI and I, I have no worries. Uh, so just expect great customer service and, and good friendly faces. Uh, come out and see us at the Moore Expo, April 19th and 20th this year. Uh, the show will be 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day. We've got camping on site available uh, and make sure to grab your VIP tickets so you can join me and Keegan and maybe Justin at the after party. Yep. Let's do it. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks again. We'll see.